Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Today, I just kind of wanted to share some thoughts that have been going through my mind the past few days with this snowstorm that we had here recently. And one thing I wanted to just remind myself of and remind you all of is how we view a situation and how we approach that situation when we're in it, especially a difficult situation. And not only how we approach it, but the people we surround ourselves with and the advice that we allow people to share into our life and different things of that nature. Um, But before we do, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to just come and and hear your word. Father God, I pray that you would give us the correct understanding and help us to hear whatever it is that you have for us to receive today, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today I just kind of briefly wanted to be in the book of Job. And most of us, if we have been in church, we know that Job is the example in scripture for how we should handle when we lose or we grieve or anything difficult that we may go through or something being taken away from us. Job is that person in the Bible who we could tend to look to for guidance and hope in the Old Testament. In the book of Job, the book starts off in a prologue where God and his angels are having a conversation and Satan is a part of that conversation. And God is telling Satan that, you know, he asked Satan, where have you been? And Satan said he was just kind of prowling around on the earth. And God asked him, have you tried my, um, have you tried my servant or have you tried Job? And God, um, Jesus, I mean, the Satan was telling God how Job only praises you and he's only righteous because you have blessed him greatly and he, you make sure that he prospers. He has success because of you. So God gave Satan permission to take those things away from Job, but he could not hurt Job himself. So Satan does, and this is what happened in Job 1. I'm going to read verse 13 through 22. It says, One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabines attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. 
At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Job's response, immediate response, was to fall down and worship God and to realize that God is the source of everything that he had and everything that he does not have. And a lot of times we can get so caught up in thinking that we provide for ourselves and forget that God is our source. And when we lose something or when something is taken away from us, we grieve that thing. We mourn that thing. We long for that thing because we felt as if it was ours. And I'm not saying that Job went throughout the whole book of Job without complaining or expressing how he felt. But for this purpose, I want us to focus on his friend. In chapter two, Satan goes back to God and has another conversation. Job didn't sin against God. So Satan says, okay, well, you did all those things. I did all those things outside. But once Job's body is afflicted, that's a different story. He's going to want, he's going to curse you because he's physically hurt. Go on to chapter three. Job speaks saying how he wished he would die. He was, his birthday was in vain. The day should have never happened. You know, he really just expressed the weight of what he was feeling. And then we go to chapter four where we meet one of his friends, Elphaz. So Job has three friends that see him and they don't even recognize him because of what he's going through. And they sit down and basically the book of Job is a dialogue between Job and his three friends. But what I want us to focus on here is the mistake that Job's friends made. They were giving Job advice, but they were giving advice to Job based off thinking that obviously Job had done something wrong. He had committed some great sin that God was punishing him. So I wanted to read Job chapter five because it was the one that really got my attention. Chapter five says, call if you will, but who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? Resentment kills a fool and envy slays the simple. I myself have seen a fool taking root. But suddenly his house was cursed. His children are far from safety, crushed in court without a defender. The hungry consume his harvest, taking it even from among thorns, and the thirsty pant after his wealth. For hardship does not spring from the soil, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. Yet man is born to trouble, as surely as sparks fly upward. But if I were you, I would appeal to God. I will lay my cause before him. He performs wonders that cannot be found, the miracles that cannot be counted. Now, granted, as Elphaz is speaking, a lot of what he's saying is true, but he is also incorrect when giving this advice to Job because this is not Job's situation. So again, I think that it's very important that we are mindful of the people that we allow to speak into our situation or the advice that we listen to because or the advice that we give because we need to have full understanding of what we're going through 
And especially when we're going to give advice to somebody else, we need to have a full understanding of what that person is expressing to us. Okay, verse 10. He provides rain for the earth. He sends water to the countryside. The lowly he sets on high. And those who mourn are lifted to safety. He thrusts the plans of the crafty so that their hands achieve no success. He catches the wise in their craftiness. And the schemes of the wildly are swept away. Darkness come upon them in the daytime. At noon they grope as in the night. He saves the needy from the sword in their mouth. He saves them from the clutches of the powerful. So the poor have hope and injustice shuts its mouth. Blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. For he wounds, but he also binds up. He injures, but he, his hands also heal. From six calamities he will rescue you. In seven no harm will touch you. In famine he will deliver you from the death and in battle from the stroke of the sword. You will be protected from the lash of the tongue and need not fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine and need not fear the wild animals. For you will have a covenant with the stones of the field, and the wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know that your tent is secure. You will take stock of your property and find nothing missing. You will know that your children will be many, and your descendants like the grass of the earth. You will come to the grave in full vigor like she's gathered in season. We have examined this, and it is true. So hear it and apply it to yourself. So from all of this, I just want us to take a few different things, okay? One, when we go through difficult times, don't always assume that it is because you have done something wrong. Or when someone else is going through a difficult time, do not assume that it is because they have committed a grave sin and God is punishing them for it. Because God is in control of punishment and blessing and the timetable of his choosing. Two, be mindful to be aware of the full scope of the situation before we give advice. And make sure that when we give advice, it is within the context of what scripture says. And we are reading and giving the truth of scripture. Not just our opinion and our preconceived thoughts when we go to scripture and read something. And finally, always just do everything in love. When you talk to someone or when you're sharing with someone something, do so from a place of genuine love where you really just want what's best for that person. So that way your heart posture, your intentions behind your actions were pure and right, even if you make the mistake of not listening to the full scope of things. So that's all I have for today, y'all. I pray that this blesses you because it was just something that God shared with me. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for just being who you are. And I thank you for your word. I pray that everything that I shared today was what you would have your people to hear and that it will bring you glory, Father God. And I pray that you would help me to receive whatever it is that you have for me in this message and help me to apply it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.